What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another business breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with George Hanna of Empathy Contracting, and uh, we made a big change in this business breakthrough. And this applies to anyone who calls himself a contractor and wants to understand why it's important to niche down. And uh, George does a great job of kind of really just uh, taking what I kind of tried to teach him and uh, really he applied it on the spot. And, you know, it seems like he's turning his company in a totally different direction, which is uh, super exciting. That is what the business breakthrough is all about. The goal is to, you know, create a breakthrough. So super excited for you guys to listen to this one. And as always, thank you for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? I'm here with George Hanna with Empathy Contracting, and uh, hey, he reached out, um, wanted to asked a couple questions and kind of see if I can give a, a good perspective of uh, what's going on in his business and uh, listener of the podcast, man, super excited and thankful. Um, so let's hammer it out, man. Start with telling me uh, what's going on in your business. Tell me the good right now and tell me something that's uh, an area that you want to improve on. Absolutely. So uh, we've been in business for about two years now and uh, you know, we're, we're getting a, in a somewhat consistent workflow, but it's not okay. consistent enough for me to hire an official crew and just have them go out to do jobs because we'd get a job here and then we'd wait a week or two and then somebody would call in for an estimate and then we'd get another job. So okay. we're struggling with consistency, but, um, you know, we're, 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 I'd like to think that we're pretty good at locking down jobs. Once people get us in their homes, we do a good job of doing the estimate and talking to okay. them and building um, as much value as we possibly can before we yeah. send estimates out and stuff like sure. that. Sure. So your sales process, you feel like is really good. Um, what does the production look like? Tell me what you do on a daily basis. So I do estimates. I work in the field. Um, I, I run ads. I follow up with past clients to make sure they're still happy with the work. Usually I do that about a week after. Okay. Uh, just to make sure I didn't miss Love anything. That. Yeah, sure. It's great. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I wear different hats depending, depending on uh, okay. what needs to So, so, so those hats are good. The one hat I don't like is that you're in the field because that's the biggest hat. That's not, that's like a helmet. Um, what is, what is, uh, what does that look like? You know, tell me how often you're in the field. Um, tell me who's doing a majority of the work. Do you have a team already? Like, what do you, are you subbing this stuff out? Like, what does that look like? So if it's a job that I feel like we don't have enough experience to do, but I still want to make some profit on, I sub it out. I have, um, uh, my business partner's dad has a big contracting company. And any jobs I can't really do, I just sub it out to him. 
Okay. He does a great job of doing it. He, he has a really good reputation. He does great work. So it reflects well on both of us. So that's what okay. I do. What is the uh, business partner's role here? What does he do? So it's actually for a different business. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, he's so not. not okay. All right, cool. Check. Okay. So what do you do when there is a job that you guys feel confident in? Okay. So the first thing we do is we call the person. Well, who's usually, doing it? Let's start there. I want to know who's doing those. Okay. So it's usually me and either a helper. Okay. Or me and my dad. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I see. So your dad got you in the business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he's like, like, is he like the master craftsman? pretty much. Yeah. So we actually, we moved to the United States when I was seven Cool. and he couldn't go into banking because th that's what he did in Egypt. And Language barrier. Exactly. Right. So he just started contracting and he just, he just finds work. Usually it's people from church. Word of mouth. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And He's made, how does his, how's his English now? It's like, it's like, it's okay. there. He gets by. Yeah. Okay. But you're yeah. there. You're the guy, you're the representation, you're the communicator, you know, that's important. Um, you know, and, uh, okay. So continue. So you guys have a set of tasks that you're willing to take. Now let's talk about those. Um, when I hear, honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of feeling, feeling out. So keep going. So I want to just hear like, what tasks are you guys taking? Like if I invite you over to my house, like what all services are you going to want to do? The biggest thing is basement remodeling. Okay. That's huge um, where you are. What state are you in? Uh, we're in Ellicott city, Maryland. Okay. So a lot of basement remodeling. Uh, I honestly, I haven't been able to find as many jobs as I'd like to with basement remodeling. Okay. But so what will you take though? Cause like my thing is if I come to you and say, okay, I want my flooring done. I want painting done. I want this wall removed. I want the granite countertops put on. I want a new kitchen, kitchen cabinet put in. Can you do all that stuff? Or, and would you say yes to all that stuff? So we wouldn't say yes to the, the kitchen. Okay. You'd stay out of the kitchen. I'd stay out of the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so flooring? Yeah, we do. Flooring. Okay. You're not going to do any granite, right? No granite. No. Are you removing walls? We do. Yeah. Okay. And you're, um, are you, are you into the bathrooms? Uh, depends how extensive, but um, let's say just like retiling the bathroom, like you know, showers, like things like that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. And then when you say remodeling a basement, like what's, you know, what's your, tell me what your ideal job is. I want to hear from you. What is like your ideal job? Ideal job is about a, you know, 500 square foot basement. Okay. Totally. And nothing but the insulation. Okay. Uh, we come Putting down up drywall. We, yeah. We put up drywall. We, we, uh, um, put up lights. Okay. We wire everything. Okay. Um, you guys, are room. you guys licensed for all this stuff? We're not. Okay. So, the, so here's where I want to stop you because what I, what I want you to do is kind of see it from this for a second. You probably, you probably grew up watching your dad, you know, do all this stuff by himself. And you probably saw that he was making money, but it just wasn't efficient. The guy was probably exhausted every day. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can't, what you're doing is you're, you know, you're, you're heading that way. You're just starting to do it. Because, you know, and you got to put a, a major stop, dude, like ASAP. Reason why I say that is because when I hear the word contracting in a company that is as young and as small as you are, um, I, I immediately know that failure is, is looming. And I'm, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Mm -hmm. And everyone has a different definition of failure. But my definition of failure is essentially you're not free. 
Okay. And you need to be free. You deserve freedom. You're start, you're the, you're taking all the risk. You're the one who's creating jobs and creating opportunity. So by, by failure, I don't mean that, you know, you're a loser by any set, any stretch. I think it's amazing what you're doing. And I think you got a great head on your shoulders, but I just want you to understand that you're heading in the direction of a failed business, which means the owner of the business is completely consumed. You don't feel like you have enough work or you don't feel like you have enough capital to hire. You don't have a strategy for marketing. So you don't know where your next job is going to come from. Okay. You don't know what type of job is going to come. Okay. And you don't have a, a proven systematic process for how to get the work done. Okay. All of those things to me, if I came in with an investor mindset and you wanted to sell me your business, your business has no value in terms of being able to sell it. And, and that's just a metric that you would use just to gauge the health of your business. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So let me give you a different strategy that I think you should, you should really think about. Number one, you don't want to be doing any work you don't have a license in. That is nothing to mess around with. Being straight up with you, okay? Any electrical work, you know, I know that when you go and do an estimate, you see things that need to be done, electrical work being one of them. And you don't want to have to say, hey, you need to find an electrician to do that. But you got to start saying that if you decide to take on these remodeling jobs. Say, hey, we don't have a license to do electrician, electrician, but I do have a great recommendation for you. And we can actually send him in here to do it. Okay, because you don't want to go to jail for something so stupid. Okay, it's just not worth it, bro. You said you jail? Go to jail. J jail. You go to jail. They do sting operations around my area where they will call in contractors to do work. Okay. And essentially it'll be a cop waiting to see if they actually bid the work and do the work. And then they'll arrest them on site. Okay. For, for doing, uh, for doing services that they can't, uh, they don't have licenses for. Okay. You don't want to play with that, bro. Okay. Just being honest with you. Okay. So I wouldn't take that anymore. Um, but where I want to get to, and I'm going to give you a strategy that I think you should implement immediately. Okay. When it comes to your business, you have four, you have four areas of business that you should be nurturing at any given time. Okay. Do you know what those four are? Do you want me to explain them? Uh, I think marketing is definitely one of them. Yep. You got it. Marketing. Okay. What's the next one? What's after Mark? What's after what happens when you get a great lead? You have to go and do what? Estimates. You got to estimate. You got to sell it. Right. And then after you sell it, you got to do what? Execute it. Execute production. And then after that is administration, which you, which you're really good at. You said you follow up, you're on top of it. I love that. Like, that's great. So, but here's the thing. It's like a water fountain, right? The top of it is the marketing and the marketing is going to bring the water into the sales and the sales is going to bring the water into the production. Okay. And if your marketing isn't constantly producing that quote unquote water, then the production is going to be dry. Okay. So the first dollar that you should spend in your business after you generate money, after paying your employees, that's very important. But the first investment you need to make is putting money into a marketing channel. Okay. All right. So tell me right now how you've been getting your work. Um, so we have, you know, because of how well we treat people, it's been a lot of word of mouth. Um, a lot of times somebody would call in us, call us in for something small okay. and then boom, we have like three referrals from them because of okay. how, how we treated them and how sure. we talked to them. Love it. But as far as getting leads from like strangers who don't know us, not happening. Uh, yeah, 
Okay. So it needs to happen because here's the thing. Word of mouth is awesome. Okay. But it's unpredictable. Right. And when it, when, when anything can walk through your door, that means your production process is at the mercy of whatever comes through that door and you need work. So you're going to sell it. And then the production, your dad or you are sitting there for two weeks doing something that you probably don't want to do, or maybe you hit a hurdle or a roadblock when your ideal job would have been way better, but you took the job because you needed the job. And that's a survival technique in business. Have you ran into that? Yeah. So I don't like painting. Okay. I, I, it's just not my thing. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we, um, we actually just had a guy call us yesterday. He's an investor and he's looking okay. for a long-term so, uh, contractor to work with him. Okay. And a lot of the work's going to be painting. So okay. I'm just looking to hire somebody to paint now. Okay. And so, yeah. So, so all that's, all that's good, but I, I want you to see it from this perspective perspective. Okay. When, again, we're going to go back to, to early on when I said, when I hear the word contracting, I see, failure looming. And it's not because you can't be a successful contractor. Number one, you should have a GC license if you're going to be doing all this subcontracting. Okay. Which I'm guessing that right now you haven't looked into that, but I suggest that if that's your goal, you should really get it. I mean, it's really something that you can hold proud and your customers will love. Hey, you can divvy out whatever you want at that point. Okay. That's number one. But I think that you should stop taking on all these jobs. Honestly, I think if you want to achieve success, the, the path to success in this business is straight and it's narrow, okay? If I looked at your business, I'd, I'd say that you're going far and wide. And every time you get a phone call, you go wider and wider and wider. Just now you're telling me you're getting a, someone to call and wants painting done. And, and, you know, the work is out there for every trade to be so successful just focusing on one thing. I think, honestly, that you should rethink your entire business plan and you should be empathy flooring. And you should only do flooring installation and you should only do tile installation for the next two years. Okay. Why do I say that? Okay. Number one, right now your production's all over the place. When it comes to remodeling, what happens? Your cash flow, okay, is on hold, isn't it? Because you don't get paid until a certain amount of work is done. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a payment schedule. Payment schedule. And sometimes that payment schedule, Okay. Isn't convenient. All right. <laughs> it's just not, you can't, but you you're working with your dad. So you can be like, dad, you know, we didn't get paid this week, you know? And it's like, okay, but what happens when you have employees? You don't get the luxury of saying that. Yeah. So my dad actually does his own thing. Okay. Um, so I started the business mainly to, I mean, I just, I mean, if I'm going to be honest with you, my goal in 10 years is to retire my parents. That's why I started this thing. Uh, that's a, an amazing goal. I yeah. Think so it's admirable. I love it. You know, they, they do their own thing. And I, I just started this to do, because I, I wanted it to be how I wanted it to be. Good. Right. I could have had partners come on and, and stuff like that, but I decided no, because I, I want to take charge of everything. Love it. And I want the ability to have meetings like this and to really just move forward without getting approval sure. from other people. Sure. So sure. tell me a little bit more about empathy flooring. Yeah, um, I think, I think empathy contracting is too big for you right now. Okay. Because when a customer sees empathy contracting, 
like you said, you're, you're running into things that you don't even do. And you're having to give away money of opportunity that you generated. Okay. When you're no, you know, you're not getting nearly as much as you should for what you're giving away to this other contractor. Okay. You know, and it's one of these things that it's like, you know, you're ultimately like a lead generator at that point. And you know, there's no, there's no growth there. Okay. Empathy flooring, number one market sees it as, Oh, that's what they do. <laughs> okay. That's it. My empathy flooring done. Right. Number two, when you market, okay, whether you do paid marketing, which is through Angie Home Advisor, or if you set up a Facebook marketing campaign that generates leads, or you do Google ads, if you do Google ads, you can target your ads based off of people who search for flooring installation, mm -hmm. okay? So you have a targeted marketing channel that only brings you the jobs that you do. Now, let me talk to you about the other side of the spectrum which is production. Remember we talked about those different stages. Yeah. Biggest part of production is hiring. How hard is it to hire somebody that knows remodeling scale of one to 10 generally? I mean, I I'd say at least the eight. eight and eight. How hard is it to hire somebody to lay floors scale of one to 10? That's gotta be less than eight. Tell me a number. Say five, five, maybe four or five, right? How long do you think it would take someone to learn remodeling just give me a random random number one to ten on difficulty of training nine nine how long would it take to teach someone how to lay floors same thing four or five yeah so the difficulty level of whatever you're doing is in direct proportion to the hiring difficulty of what it would be to hire and train mm. okay so what you're doing is you're niching down and i know you've heard that if you've listened to my podcast i say it a lot and it hits differently when it's directly toward you because it's something that you really need to think about. Guess what, bro? You want to do contracting? Do it. Not now. <laughs> Not now. You got you to gotta, you gotta learn one trade and you got to do one trade because the big picture is this is the big picture and you need to see this so you can, you can hit it. You're in a position like me. You step back. You have teams of individuals that have one task throughout the day to install floors. Okay. That's all they got to do. You've narrowed down the pricing per square footage. You've narrowed down the vendor of which you get flooring. You've narrowed down the upsells, which are baseboards. You've narrowed down the removal process of old tile. You've narrowed down this system to perfection. So what does that mean? You can optimize, you can optimize your week. You can predict results. You can predict sales. You can come across way more confidently to a customer than you can right now which is going to increase your sales. Okay. So you're in a powerful position of saying, okay, I can acquire help and say, Hey, you're going to be on this crew. That's going to be doing this and this only. So they know what they're getting into and you're not throwing curveballs at them every week with a, a, you know, bathroom remodel one week and a basement remodel the next week and electrician work one week and then plumbing the next week. People don't want that. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, just simply because employees come to work, because they want stability, they want consistency, and they stay for those two reasons and security. You know, so you got to know if that's your goal to create a team of employees, you have to set up the wireframe first. And that means dialing in what you're going to do. So you would be able to go to Angie, your home advisor, or you'd be able to go to Facebook or Google and say, give me flooring leads. I want people that are searching for flooring installation companies. Okay. And then from there, you funnel those in and you sell those jobs. Now, will remodeling come up in those interactions? It will. 
And that would be for you to understand how or decide what you do with that. What do you think of that plan? I like it. Uh, I'm, of course, as, as anybody should be, I'm a little nervous about it just because I, I don't like turning down work and opportunity, which I think is natural uh, since I'm such a young company. I'm just absolutely my name out there. Yeah. Um, but I think I like the we, honesty. Yeah. I think if we, if we come through as a young company, that's, you know, just, just into flooring, like empathy flooring. Um, I love the name by the way. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll give us more credibility and we could charge you more. You can charge more because you're what? Because we're professionals and we and you're only a specialist. Specialists yeah. make more money. You don't go to the primary care doctor to work on your teeth. You go to a dentist. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the difference, bro. And when you when you when you look at it from a market perspective, no one knows what the heck you do. Mm. Contracting the word contracting to the average homeowner is doesn't really resonate because they think contracting is more commercial stuff, new construction stuff. They don't think that that's okay. Remodeling. They, they understand, right? So if you were empathy remodeling, you would get more customer. I would say customer engagement that way, but we're not going to go there. I'm just saying that would be at a different level. I think if you expand out from flooring, then it would, should be become empathy remodeling. You know, okay. it's all about perception. You know, you go to a restaurant because you know that they have food there. No one knows what empathy contracting does. And that's going to hurt you because you want that organic traffic on Google. You want that organic traffic on Facebook. You want people to rec recommend you and say, these guys installed my floor and they did a great job. But let's talk about acquisition with flooring in terms of customers because you have an, a very strategic advantage. Okay. In your area right now, I'm sure you can think of five places that sell floors. Oh, yeah. That sell absolutely. laminate. They sell vinyl, they sell tile. Okay. So those guys, you need to go, go to them. Okay. Say, Hey, I just want to get on your list as a vendor. You being a personable fella. I mean, come on, bro. They're going to want to refer you because it makes them look good. Okay. That's number one. Number two, you could go to home Depot and Lowe's and get on their subcontractor list. Okay. These, this is easy money, bro. There's not enough of you guys out there. So sorry, can you go a little deeper on, on to uh, basically, do I just walk in and say, hey, I'm a contractor, I'd like to get on your referral list? Well, yeah, you would go in ask, speak to the manager and just say, hey, my name's, you know, so my name's George. Um, you know, I'm here with Empathy Flooring. You know, here's my business certificate. Here's my insurance. I'd like to get on your approved vendor list. What's it okay. called? What's the list called? The approved vendor list. Oh, the vendor list. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they do. Because think about it. What a lot of these companies do is they have people walking in because the mindset of a lot of people who purchase um, a flooring installation is what do they want to go do first? They want to go look at the floors. Okay. And then from there, they choose, okay, I want this floor. And then Home Depot will set them up with an installer. Lowe's will set them up with an installer. And then there's other flooring places that you ha probably have in town that will set them up with an installer. And you just need to be the guy that they refer. It won't be as much as you can sell it for them. Mm -hmm. It won't be as much and be okay with that. This is more of a volume thing. It's a gap filler. Okay. But guess what? When you're in the house, you have room for upsell. You can upsell baseboard installation. Okay. 
They might have more rooms that they want done. Maybe they're only getting the living room done. And when they see how great of a job you do, guess what? Guess who gets to sell the rest of the house? We do. You do. Lead generator, free. They don't even ask you for anything. Most of them don't even take anything off the top. They just want a good recommendation of a good installer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, they just, that's what they do. So that's one area that you can just easily knock out if you want today, you can go as empathy contracting if you want. And then I would work on getting the name changed legally and then getting all that legal stuff out of the way, get the, get the branding redone, get everything redone for empathy flooring, um, you know, niche down. So then you have, have you heard of Angie or home advisor? I tried home advisor. Okay. And what was that uh, experience like for you? It was not, it wasn't too good. Uh, I was, I was like fresh, like into this business thing. No. <laughs> Yeah. They were yeah. like, Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll send you leads. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I, I like leads, but because I don't have an MHIC yet, I'm still studying for it. Okay. They, uh, they sent me carpet leads and okay. I would go and I would, I would try to, do you need a, do you need a license for flooring there? Uh, no, not for carpet. What about vinyl and laminate and wood? Uh, I tried to ask about that. I think they said yes. Okay. So maybe look into that today, see what's required for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just lost like $260 for nothing. And then okay. I just canceled it. So, so what did you do before this? What was your job before owning a business? So I, I've always been just finding ways to make random money. Honestly, okay. I, I tried to work a regular job and it just wasn't for me. Okay. So I always, I would buy, I would buy and resell belts. Okay. I would, uh, I sold water machines for a little. I sold cars. I sold gym memberships. So your sales is good. Yeah. it's, it's Now you got to become a business owner because you were always selling things for someone else. Mostly. Yeah. Now the business owner mindset is investment. $270 is absolutely nothing. Okay. When it comes to investing. I spent $4,000 a month after my first four months in business on home advisor. Okay. Without blinking. Okay. Simply because I understood that $4,000 most of the time brought me 80 opportunities, bro. 80. Okay. So out of those 80, if I only sold 20, I would make 800 times my investment over time. So it didn't matter to me. And then the people that didn't buy, I would re-nurture, get them in a follow-up campaign. And then eventually some of those would buy. So it's like, that's the investor mindset. And of course, like you've probably heard drip jobs. It follows up with people automatically when the lead comes in. Following up with people is important. Getting on the phone, texting, emailing, converting them. Like you were in car sales. So I know, I'm, I know you know what I mean, you yeah. know, where you get an opportunity and you hammer that opportunity until it becomes a, a sale. You know, I mean, that's just the reality of how this works too. Um, but, but reason I say that is because I just want you to understand the difference between the walk-ins, what you were about to do with the flooring companies, okay. Mm -hmm. And getting your name on their list. That's like one lead source. Home advisor and Angie is another lead source. Facebook, another lead source, Google, another lead source. And what you should be doing is just putting yourself in position to where anyone that wants flooring at least can see empathy flooring. Okay. Like that's what we want. We want them to at least be able to see empathy flooring and at least be able to see that 
you have an opportunity to get their business. Okay. That's it. So you got to be where people are traveling to get the business. Now, real quick, once you get that opportunity, I'm not worried about you with sales. I'm pretty confident that you'd be able to convert that to a sale, you know, based on what you've told me so far, but the production is what you want to really dial in. And that's a different conversation. If you really decide to take this advice and you do all this, I'd love to jump on again and uh, we'll hammer out production. I think you definitely have some things to think about, you know, do you have any thoughts on, on all that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards uh, empathy remodeling rather than empathy flooring. Just okay. I'm thinking into the future. Cause if we're doing flooring to start for the next two years, and then we want to expand to, for example, decks or ultimately basements, uh, I don't want to have to change the name again because people are going to be accustomed to empathy flooring and it'll be like, Oh, they just changed their name again. How do you, how would you feel about um, empathy? I think it doesn't matter. I think okay. empathy in itself, if you keep the branding, the similar, no one, no, we're not Apple, bro. You know, we're, the, you know, we're, this isn't, you know, I've been in business five years, bro. No, not many people know who my company is. I mean, only people that need to know who my company is, know who my company is and past customers. Right. So don't think like, you know, you have to understand you need to hit a million dollars, bro, before you take on another type of business. There's a million dollars in flooring, probably within 20 miles from you, you know, you know, of, of people that want flooring jobs. You're just not in a position to get the business. You have to see this as a system you're creating. And when you say remodeling, you are not creating an easy system for yourself. Remember what I said about hiring, you know, you go into remodeling, you're just going to have a bunch of hiring issues for a while. And that doesn't mean you can't find good help and you can't subcontract. I'm not saying that. I just don't want to be at the mercy of having to find individuals that can do really intricate tasks, create a business for yourself that creates a steady stream of income. And if you're hitting a million in sales and you say, you know what, I'm ready to go into remodeling now, go for it, bro. But people won't. Like no one's going to see that. Like, you know, you just got to keep the branding similar, make the adjustment, but you need to create a system. Like your goal should be, let me create a system where I don't have to actually do the work. I want to create a system that generates me leads. I want to create a system where all I'm doing is estimates. And I have a team of installers that go and do the work that I pay and I keep the difference. And then you do it again and again and again. Yeah. So somebody actually, um, his name is Mike. He actually messaged me. And um, it was actually on uh, Nextdoor, the app Nextdoor. I don't know if you've heard about it, but he <laughs> uh, was like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to tear down a wall and I'm looking to install hardwood in my whole house because he just bought it. Got it. I'm like, yeah, we could do that. So I went okay. by, he, he likes the super high grade hardwood and I quoted it for like, this is probably like the biggest job we've we've ever gotten if we get it. And that had me thinking like, I think you're right. I think I just need to do just flooring for a little because it's simple enough for me to do and and it looks nice and it'll build our reputation. And I, yeah, I and, really and once you're done, you get paid. You have one task, remove the old flooring, put the new flooring down. Dude, you should create a system where you have a dumpster guy ready, where you negotiate a price with him to drop off a dumpster, okay? Yeah. I mean, like you got to narrow down your system, bro. You have no system right now for production. And if you have no system for production, there's no way you can hire somebody to come into your world and expect them to be successful because that's not their job 
to create the system of production. They don't hire people at Starbucks to say, hey, figure out how to make this coffee. We're going to sit back and, you know, we're still figuring out how to do our job. No, they have a system in place that says, hey, if you get hired by Starbucks, your job is left corner window. And all you're going to do is punch in the order here. And then the rest of the people will take care of the rest. Like everyone has a role and a responsibility. And what you should be doing as a business owner, thinking ahead is dialing down what that production looks like from start to finish, how you guys enter the home, what you wear, what the, the process is for moving furniture. Do you guys have sliders on site where you're sliding furniture around on beautiful brand new hardwood floors? Do you have a system to make sure that if you're laying tile, that it gets clean properly after you grout it so it's not cloudy? Like, I mean, you could dial this in and be the best flooring company in your area, the flooring installation company in your area where you essentially get so big that you buy out a warehouse and now you're the distributor of the flooring and then now you're the installer of the flooring. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's growth. You can You can be mega loaded, dude, doing flooring, okay? If you do it right. Okay. And eventually you'll have a system of subcontractors, but right now I think the best move for you is to get employees. Okay. Have people that you're staffing 30, 40 hours a week, paying them well. Don't worry about making money this first two months, build the brand, build the business, get the, get the, get, get it going. And then you're going to start capitalizing, you know? Um, but that, that, that's what I think would be the best route for you, brother. Honestly. Absolutely. And, uh, this is such good advice. I, I'm I'm very thankful that you do this for free. Like yeah, honestly, man. means a lot. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Uh, we're gonna start applying this today for sure. I look for. I hope to hear that, man. And sure. you know, at, at the end of the day, if you want to jump on again once you get things in motion, I'd love to hear you know the progress, um, and I'd love to kind of see what what I can help with in terms of uh, production for you because uh, the production side of things is a different animal, you know. But if you can narrow that down. You can really retire your parents, man. That's a good foundational why, you know, behind everything. So mm. keep that, keep that in the forefront, man. You'll be successful, whatever you do. I'm just trying to get you there a little quicker with yeah. a, with a strategy that I did. I only, I only do painting and I only do a certain type of painting. You know, I only do interior and exterior painting. I don't do cabinets, even though we get calls for cabinets every week, there's thousands and thousands of dollars sitting. Somebody else can have it, bro, because I'm so tied to my system. I don't want to put stress on my team. I don't want to put stress on myself. I like doing this for free because my business is out there running. I have three jobs going on as we speak and I'm sitting here relaxed talking to you. So that's what I hope for you because you deserve amazing. it. You know, that's cool, amazing. Man. So Thank before you, we go, um, what's a fair rate for a flooring installer? A fair rate for somebody to pay, pay hourly. Yeah. How much would you do it for? If I you had a family it. to feed, uh, Probably 20. There you go. Okay. All right. Make sure that you're paying people what you would want to get paid based on their skill. If you have a freaking all-star installer, okay, pay them 25, whatever, bro. The money's there. I mean, you're the, the profit's insane. Don't worry about the money. You got to build a, build a loyal company of people that come to work every day and you can leave. Stop. You know, a lot of mistake that I see is that, you know, you get too tied to this hourly rate that you're, you know, these people pay and, uh, you know, they, they think that, you know, it's not worth it, but ultimately like your time is the most valuable asset you have. So if you're paying somebody 25, $30 an hour with a helper, another 15, 20 for them based on their skill level and $60 an hour, you're able to leave the job and go sell another one, you know, duplication, delegation. Those are the two things that you really need to master. 
Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to spend the money, dude. Give him, give him as much as you possibly can. Um, encourage him to be a part of your team. You're going to learn from a really good one. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I would, I would try to get on that hiring train. Once you get all this going, just get one guy to work alongside you for right now and, uh, you know, build that relationship, train them to be the leader, then get a helper underneath them, have a two man team doing it and you'll be all right. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, my friend till next time. Perfect. All right, brother. See you later. See ya. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.